listening to a PK Olawale sermon. Prepare to be blessed. Um, we will go further tonight. Get your pen, your paper, and let's get to work. Hallelujah. Now, lie number four. Lie number four. Please take, take, um, keep track of all the lies. Um, if you can as much as possible it's important um, line number three line number two line number one don't forget all of them line number four this is what the devil says the devil says i am powerful god is only slightly now let's it's not saying god is not powerful he's saying i am powerful and god is powerful too but god is only slightly more powerful than i am now now to buttress his point he says remember I wanted to overthrow his government in heaven. Now, a lot of us do not understand that concept, so we believe that because the devil, can you imagine, for especially when you're coming from a third world country like Africa, where we are not strangers to a coup d'etat, okay? Like the one we just had in Guinea recently, where uh, the one of the security aides of the government, of the president overthrew the government through a coup d'etat, a military coup. We are so used to that. So we've seen that happen many times. We've seen government change forcefully and violently. And so we could almost resonate with what the devil is saying here. When he says, well, remember, I wanted to overthrow his government. And we read it in the Bible where, uh, well, without, well, without understanding to an extent, where he says that um, uh, I am going to overthrow God. And, you know, we quote scriptures that there was war in heaven and blah, blah, that the devil is really, really a bad, bad devil. Oh, definitely is a bad devil. There's nothing like a good devil. But brethren, it is not what he makes it sound. So this is a major, major lie. Now, what this lie does is this. It wants you to attribute to him and give him the credit that he doesn't have. In other words, he wants to make you believe that he's strong, he's powerful, and that he can do great things. He can do wickedly. He can do terrible things. In other words, you, you, have, to, you have to recognize him. That is simply saying He's used this light to bring himself and engrave himself as a very present um, disaster in the minds of people. So anytime we want to do things, it's all about all we think about is the devil, the devil, what the devil tried to do, what the devil. So that's more real to a lot of believers than what God has done. And, and a lot of lies, brethren, these are terrible lies. Now, how can the devil be saying that he's, he's powerful? And some Christians actually believe, ah, Satan is powerful, is a very powerful being. Now, if you tell me that before resurrection, that's okay. After resurrection is a different kettle of fish altogether. I've always told you, if you have been a student that follows, please get yourself ready. Idara, God bless you. Usanga, God bless you. If you are, if you, if you are, to the God, bro, today, to me, Adore, God bless you. Welcome, sir. If you are um, uh, a student and you've been a diligent student of this Bible study community, you will understand the fact that I've taught you before. I said there are three, um, that the Satan has been in three different states since the beginning of the earth. Number one, um, uh, before the fall, before he fell, he was Lucifer. But the moment he fell, he became Satan. When he became Satan, while on earth, um, he was, be, let's start from uh, the one that are very obvious because we have some dead, because Satan was the ruler of the earth at some point in time, even before the creation of man, but that's another story for another day. So he was there in the garden 
when my God man was living there and was the first person to tempt him using the body of the serpent. All right. And so at that point in time, he wasn't powerful. He was one of the, one of the objects or one of the creation that man was given authority over everything on earth. Man ruled over it. Now he deceived man, took the authority of man and now became the ruler of this earth. That's why you still see the prince of this world, the ruler of this world and the rest of it. All right. But after when, when Jesus died, resurrected, they dealt with him, collected the key of death and hell because every, every, the entire, the ultimate snare of the devil, the ultimate um, weapon he uses to ensnare man is death. He says, I will kill you. So, you know, it's our bid to want to live. We enter into covenants with him. In our bid to want to uh, be alive, we enter into covenants with him. In our bid to want to thrive on earth because all the treasures and authority over the earth was, was with him before Jesus came. Okay, so we lean towards him and people going to occult, people going to um, groups, um, people going to fraternities, um, people going to professional fraternities and all sorts of getting to diabolic things just to obtain favor from the devil. And I told you the devil is not capable of mercy, he's not capable of truth, he is wicked true and true, he's a liar true and true and there's nothing good, please, nothing good that can come out of him. Only God can use his evil devices to bring forth, to birth his own, to perfect his own cancer. Okay? Man cannot get anything good from God. Only God can get something good from the devil. Are you listening? Only God can get something good from the devil. Man cannot get anything good from the devil. Hallelujah. So if the devil is working for you and it's not God's plan for him to do that for you in your life at that time, brethren, it is dangerous because for a Christian whom whose purpose is now being organized, monitored, and implemented by God, all things work together, including all the wickedness of the devil or the whatever he tries to put in your way. But for those who are not saved or for those who still believe a lot of this is lies, we are, you give credence to him that, oh, he has come. I told you about a, a sister, a friend of mine. Um, uh, she's a woman of prayer, so I don't know why this was a problem for her. Anytime she has a problem, she calls me, and the first thing she says, hey, they have come again. So one day I had to ask her, who are the day? As he said, there's all these people in darkness. Why, please, why are you, why are you raising the alarm concerning them? If their job is to come. But the Bible says, the enemy, when the enemy tries to come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. Okay, your own job is through the Spirit to lift up a standard. Nothing says that they will not come. But for you to be alarmed, they have come again. It's like, hey, I'm terrified. I'm terror. This is terror again. Do I have to go through this again? Brethren, that is not our life. There's a need for a deeper understanding of the workings of God. So today we are going to go to life four and life five. So life four says, Satan says, I'm powerful. Satan says, um, God is only slightly more powerful. Now, please, for those of you, uh, some of us already believe that Satan is, brethren, Satan is very powerful. Okay, if you fall into that before and God has freed you already, please can you just say, Father, Pastor, it is true, God, it, um, Satan is not powerful, brethren. He is not, uh, as of now, before Jesus came, he was, but as of now, he is not to unbelievers, he may be, but to us, he is not. Are you listening to unbelievers? He may be, but to me, to us, to believers, to born again Christians. To those that have become sons of God, he, he is not. Hallelujah. He is not. The Bible does not say, um, look at what the Bible says. Let me open your Bible. Let's begin to, let's start on this. This, this particular study is, is very, very particular to me. I am very, very particular about it. 
brethren, you, we give him. And because you see him as being powerful, anytime he demonstrates some of his lights, false expressions uh, appearing real, you start fearing, say, hey, he has come again. Then we start praying in some fearful tongues. Oh, no, brethren, brethren he is not. Let, uh, let him use his head to walk. It doesn't change the fact that he's powerless. All those demonstrations, he's trying to appeal to your natural senses because the, what he does is he tries to do things that are not natural. But brethren, <laughs> he's a supernatural being. Don't forget. So he tries to do things that are not natural. To the supernatural angels, what he's doing is ordinary. To us who live in the supernatural and who understand what the supernatural is, what he's doing is not extraordinary. It is just normal in the supernatural. In the supernatural, angel, good angels can do anything. Bad angels can do anything. They are doing. They can do things that, in other words, they can appear and disappear. They can move from here and you show somewhere else in a split of a second. Do you understand? That is supernatural. So he does that, and we are very afraid. He moves from one corner of the room, appears in another corner of the room. It is regular. All those things is it is not power. It is ability in the supernatural. Why? They are not limited to this body. Are you listening, somebody? So not because somebody can appear here and disappear there and appear here. Brethren, it is no big deal. Supernatural. Check your Bible. Philip appeared here. The moment he finished talking, he took it. He disappeared again. Supernatural suspended him. He moved him from one place to another. Are you listening? So it is no big deal. So sometimes he comes wanting to walk with his head. That is no power. That is ability. Natural ability in the supernatural. Are you listening? So what is natural for us is to walk. What is natural for them is to move. In fact, they can move faster than the speed of lightning. So that is not power. That is what happened. That is every inability every angel has. No big deal. So because our own angel don't show up like that, because they don't come to terrorize us, see, all those natural things in the supernatural, in other words, all those norms in the supernatural, it is not power. It is the nature of the supernatural. Are you listening? So don't, because it starts manifesting the nature of the supernatural, or some person, some comes and, let me give you a typical story. There was a story, true life story. A missionary came to Africa from Europe many, many years ago. And he was in this town and preaching Jesus to them. And he had one woman who volunteered, an assistant. She wasn't the missionary. She wasn't one that was called. She, she decided to follow the man of God and her, his family to come and serve the Lord um, and just assist them in administration. When they got here, so one day there was this bad, what do you call it now, um, 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 priest. A satanic priest in the town. Do you understand? Those kind of priests of the shrine, priests of uh, uh, the, the, the demonic priests that was in that village. Now, at some point, the missionary and his wife decided to go back to Europe briefly just to have a holiday, probably see their parents for the last time or something. So it was this woman that was left. When this woman was now the one that was the administrator, she was the one that was left. When she was now sent a letter, the priest, the high priest of the shrine of Satan in that city, in the town, now challenged the woman to an open display of power. True life story. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't remember the name of the city now, but true life story. Please stay with me. They, they invited her 
to a an open confrontation. Gather them more like their own Mount Carmel. Gather everybody, come and see. We are going to display satanic power here. And all these people that are saying that Jesus, you are going to see what will happen. The woman said, no, that it is missionary is not around yet. Wait for the missionary to get back. The man said, hey, you see, their God is a God of a man. It is not the God of every one of them. So the woman said, what nonsense is this? So she took up the challenge. And she said, they accepted. And they went to town. Then suddenly, while they were there, the, obviously the priest went first. Suddenly, he just suspended himself in the air. Everybody, brethren, his leg was not touching the ground. And was <laughs> he was lying as it were, lying like sleeping on nothing or laying on nothing in the air. Everybody moves back. They were all scared because he could do that with satanic powers. Guess what? What he did there is, is a norm, is a, is a common thing in the supernatural. Okay? But to us, because we're in the flesh, because our body is suspended by, our body is subject to gravity. Their own is not subject to gravity. So demons can help him to do what he has done. Do you know what the woman of God did? The woman of God did not even allow him to see. When he was still doing that, and people were wondering and clapping and were aghast, she just got up under the unction of the Holy Ghost. She went to lay hands on the, on the demonic priest and said, you foul spirit inside of him. Come out in the name of Jesus. Guess what? The man dropped like a pack of cards on the floor. And suddenly all his powers, the supernatural that was suspending him, had been told to leave. So he was not a natural person again. He tried to run. They didn't show up anymore. Why? Somebody took authority. Are you listening? You don't talk of power when it comes to when it comes to the devil. You talk about a defeated foe, a, 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 a dog that has his tail in between his legs and is running. Anytime he hears the name of Jesus, he must bow. Anytime Jesus says no, it is no. Hallelujah. Let me take us into some death. Let's move on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory. I feel the anointing here. But I love, may the Lord open your eyes in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth for you to know, brethren, Satan is not powerful. What he shows forth is a norm in the supernatural. Brethren, angel, remember the story in the book of Daniel? Angel can move from here, appear there in a second. They move faster than light. Are you, are you listening to me? It is, see, uh, do you remember the angel? That man who has said, please come and take food. It is true. The angel entered the smoke of that offering. The offering, are you, do you read your Bible at all? The angel of God entered the smoke of that offering and through the smoke he entered, he went to heaven. If it is the devil that does that, we say, hey, that is power. Brethren, it is a norm. That is normal in the supernatural. In the supernatural, there's no gravity. Are you listening to me. So when there are priests or the wicked priests here begin to show things that is a norm in the supernatural through supernatural help, we begin to call it power. Are you listening, everyone? That is not power. That is the norm in the supernatural realm. Brethren, what is power? Is the fact that I can tell you to sit down and you must sit down. At the name of Jesus, I bind you. You must come out. You are you come out. That is power. And brethren, that power is right with you, not him anymore. Hallelujah! Can somebody give God some praise here tonight? Oh, I feel like preaching. Can someone give God some praise? Brethren, all power. Jesus, when he resurrected, all power in heaven and on earth belongs to me. This is a study. It is not preaching. I feel like preaching. Let's go to the next slide. Hallelujah. Now he says, this is what he has done. Oh, glory. Can somebody like and love here? I feel, brethren, I... 
Brethren, when we talk about this, I get so excited in my spirit. He is not what he says he is. He is not powerful anymore. He used to be before resurrection. Resurrection did a, a major, a permanent damage. But brethren, he doesn't want you to know. He does not want you to know. He still wants you to believe that he can destroy your life, that he can make a lot of things happen. And he comes out with these demonstrations. He begins to show us physically things that only happen in the supernatural. <laughs> and we call it we call it anything. If a human being, they, they give abilities for a human being to, try, to remove their soul from their body, enter into a bird and fly. Brethren, I don't know. Let me give you one true life story. I had a friend. I still have. She's still my friend. Um, a colleague of mine when I was uh, in the bank, she lived alone. Um, she was still she was still single then, and she lived alone in um, a part of Lagos State. And she said in the evening she was spending time in prayer. Oh, that that night she worshipped so deeply. She was she was so much deep in worship. And after worshiping, she now went to the, her bedroom, and she lived in um, a one bedroom apartment, and it was a bungalow. And she said, while she, she, she was just about opening, she finished worshiping all through the night. She opened um, a Bible to just study a little bit and go to bed. Suddenly, she heard a large sound, a huge bang, a big, what I mean, a serious sound. Something crashed. It was like her ceiling, her, her roof had collapsed on her in the living room. She was scared. See, because of the bang, she thought it was armed robbers. She put out the light in her bedroom. She was saying, Lord, what is this? What should I do? She held on a little bit, holding and waiting, praying in the Holy Ghost. Father, they will not touch me. They will, because she's single, she's a lady. The worst, she was thinking of the worst that could happen. But brethren, she didn't hear anything. She didn't say anything. Suddenly, she summoned up courage to open her bedroom door and go into her living room. When she got into her living room, she saw that her, uh, her the, 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 the ceiling and the roof was agape. Something had broken through to the roof and falling. She switched on the light. She now saw a woman half naked on the floor. <laughs> from the, she, the woman fell from the roof straight into her living room. I'm talking of my own personal friend. Hallelujah. She tried calling me. She couldn't get to me. I probably was out of town. I can't remember. But she had to now call police, call neighbors. It was a witch that was flying that entered into the zone of power when she was worshipping. Then, then she fell because she lost her altitude. Hallelujah. Because she entered into power zone. See, deliverance alone is enough evidence to tell you God and the devil, they are not in the same category. In fact, they are not to be compared ever at all. This is what he tries to do. Are you listening? I, I, am, I have too many stories to tell you today. This is what his dream. He's trying to put a gap between his own worth and that of God as a close alternative. When he dislikes, I'm telling you the reason he tells his lies. He tries to put a gap between his worth and that of God. He's saying, oh, okay, God is powerful, oh, but I am equally very powerful. In fact, God is just slightly more powerful than I am. He's always trying. Do you know why he does that? He always wants to give himself as an alternative. Matthew chapter 4, verse 9. Open your Bible. Let's go quickly. Let's go quickly today. We have a lot to study. Are you listening? Are you listening to me? Don't be afraid of witches. It is an aberration. They should be afraid of you. When you come to town, they should take cover. Brethren, if you only you know who you are, if you know the Jesus that is inside of you, if you know the authority has given you, your life will change. You will not be talking of anybody or anyone trying to... Uh, uh, I hear some funny prayers that something is uh, uh, fighting, beating, taking my destiny... 
funny things, born again child of God. Which Bible have you been reading? Matthew chapter 4, verse number 9. Hallelujah. I love my Jesus. I don't know about you. The greatest thing that ever happened to my life is the gift of the Holy Ghost, brethren. The gift of the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit explaining to me these mysteries, these great things in God. Opening my eyes to see. Hallelujah. Chapter Chapter number four and verse number nine. He tries to make himself look well. I'm not saying I'm equal to God, but I'm close. And because of that, I'm always an alternative. If God doesn't answer you, come to me. If God can't help you, come to me. That's what he's always trying to present. Hallelujah. And to the unbeliever, to the believer, he's trying to always exaggerate his ability. Let every let you know that what God can do, I can do also. Okay, that's all he's trying to say. Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 9. The Bible says, and he said to him, Jesus telling, sorry, Satan saying to Jesus, all these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. All these things I will give to you. In other words, what you are, what you came to get, what the authority that you came to get, I can give it to you right now. He's always trying to show us with that lie that is an easy alternative. If God is too far, then I'm closer by. Do you understand? If God, because what God can do, I can also do. God might be able to do it slightly better than me, but I can do it also. And that is a lie. Hallelujah. That is a lie. Please forget, for, forgive the spelling um, error here. Point number two. He exaggerates his ability. Please forgive the typo error. He exaggerates his ability. Forgive the type of error, please. I did this in a hurry just minutes ago. He exaggerates his ability. Exodus chapter number 7. That is the essence of this lie. Go open your Bible. Exodus chapter 7, verse 8 uh, to 12. And of course, is living in town. Brethren, because everybody's afraid of him because he can turn people to goats. And <laughs> who, who, even it is his father that will turn to goat. By the time he tries it. <laughs> Do you understand, brethren? But they, but they know that you know that you don't know who you are. They know that if through fear and intimidation, they can get you to understand, to believe their lies, you'll be ensnared. Matthew, sorry, Exodus chapter 7, verse number 8 to verse number 12. This is the place where, let me read it. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, when Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, show a miracle for yourselves, then you shall say to Aaron, take your rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and let it become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh, and they did so, just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh, and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Verse number 11. But Pharaoh also cast, called his wise men and the sorcerers. So the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments for every man through his rod and they became serpents listen ladies and gentlemen he wants to show you that look I, if god can do it i can do it so he wants to exaggerate his ability give you some signs to show that god can bless you i can bless you too god can help you i can help you too but brethren you see the difference so much difference in this but you see he, the devil wants us to stop at that verse but the next part of the verse is what the, is what tells you the distinction and tells you that look you cannot lie here satan the bible says but you know even though they did what the aaron did the bible says their power began to show power now listen ladies and gentlemen you see the bible says but aaron's rod swallowed up their rods aaron's rod 
You see, the Bible did not say Aaron's serpent swallowed up their serpent. Another day will come and study this passage. It's so pregnant. The Bible did not say Aaron. Don't forget the rod has become serpent. Now, the Bible did not say Aaron's serpent swallowed their own serpent. The Bible says Aaron's rod swallowed their own rod. So at the end of the day, everything they came, don't forget it called the magicians of Egypt and the sorcerers. So there were many, many rods on the floor. Rods that became snakes after they did all their enchanting and called all demons and blah, blah, blah. They turned it to rod. But brethren, but the story did not end there. If you want to see the end of the story, this is where the devil does not want you to get to. That the rod of Aaron swallowed all, brethren, all the other rods. A rod of the sorcerers, rod of the elders, rod of the magicians that he replicated. He swallowed up all of them. So only Aaron ran back, left that place with a rod. All of them that had the rods before, they did not, they didn't have a rod to go home. Brethren, why? It shows you the victory. After Jesus had died, the Bible says he swallowed up death in victory. In, in other words, he did, they didn't have anything to go back home with. They cannot replicate that miracle again. And the ability to do it has been taken off them. Because if there is no rod, there's nothing you can take, turn into a serpent. And that's what Jesus did. He stripped them of every armor. The Bible says he emptied them of every amory. He emptied them of every ability they had. Avon spoiled principalities. He made a, he, he triumphed over them in it. He, he took spoil of them. Do you understand? Every weapon, every war, he, like, he swallowed them up in victory. Hallelujah. This is what he's also trying to say. He says, most of what he does is a product of now, and this is me trying to debunk what he has said. Most of what the devil does is a product of man's ingenuity. He cannot create. Are you listening? Everything that most of what the devil does, he say, Oh, ah, they have already uh, that um, some things have been invented in the spirit realm. We now just see it in the physical, brethren. The only God nobody can create in the spirit realm, it is not possible. And there is nothing that was made that was not made. Are you listening? Have you read your Bible? In the Bible says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. The same was the beginning with God. All things. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. Hey, Selah. All things were made by him. Colossians 1, he says, whether they be thrones, whether they be powers, principalities, they were created for him and by him. Are you listening? Satan cannot create, but God gave man ability, ingenuity, to be able to do things. So whenever Satan needs things, he taps into the ingenuity of men. That's why it brings men into covenant with him. They become his slave. So he taps their ability, and from there, he begins to create. He cannot create. John 13, 27. Open your Bible with me very quickly. John 13, 27. If, somebody, if, you are, if, you, if you are learning from this, can I see you like and love? Come on. Just do something. Can I see you do just just do something? If 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 just praise the Lord, thank the Lord, put an emoji there, or just say Lord, thank you. My eyes are opening. Do something. Just type something, or just press a like and love button, or just whatever. Do something and give praise to God, brethren. You will be free. You are free already. The devil cannot ensnare you anymore. Hallelujah. I will read in John thirteen verse number twenty-seven. Thank you, Jesus. I like that. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to our Lord Jesus. 13 and uh, John John 13 and verse 27 John 13 27 the Bible says this is what he does it taps into man's ingenuity 
The Bible says, now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Satan entered into Judas Iscariot. That was why he was able to crucify the king of glory. Remember, the Bible says, if the prince of this world knew that Jesus that Jesus' death will lead to their defeat, they, if they knew, they would not have crucified the king of glory. But they didn't know, so they went ahead. So Satan had to use man. He had to use the intellect of man. He had to use the wisdom of man. Brethren, even in the, in the garden, when he wanted to get to man, he had to use an animal to get to man. From that moment, he began to use man. But since Jesus died and resurrected, brethren, Jesus gave all ability to, do, to tread upon serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. So God has never, now another proof to debunk this is the fact that God has never and will never fight with the devil. Oh Lord, a lot of Christians do not know this. Brethren, abomination city, abomination, abomination town, abomination continent, abomination world. God cannot fight with the devil. It is an insult. You will not see a place in the Bible, please. Find me one place in the Bible where the Bible says, and the Lord fought with the devil. It is an insult. How can a creator fight with his creation? It is an insult. Brethren, that is the worst thing. You will not, it, is not, it, it is not possible. That is too much. Brethren, it is not possible. Not possible. It's like you are trying to use a 50-ton truck to come and kill an ant. It is even worse than that, brethren. It is not done. If God fights, everything will go into extinction. Do you understand? Revelations 12, 7. Let me see, show you what has been happening. Because you see, all he wants to say is, ah, I tried to overthrow God in heaven. So you must believe the fact that, man, I am a real deal. You must take cognizance of me. Who give, Don't give him the attention he's seeking. No, give Jesus not the attention. Hallelujah. Face the one who has dealt with him, who now give you authority to deal with him. Chapter 12, verse 7. Let me show you where this is like. God will never, you will never find a place in the Bible where God, God fought with the devil. Where is that coming from? I'm almost, I'm almost speaking vernacular. Where will you get that from? Hallelujah. Open your Bible. Chapter number 12 and verse number 7. The Bible says, Revelation, Revelation 12, 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail. It is God's angel that fight with the devil, not God. Brethren, that is an insult, abomination, 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 town, abomination, village, abomination, universe, abomination. Ladies and gentlemen, it is enough, it is impossible. For God to fight with the devil. Where is that coming from? What is the, what, is, what, what, how will you explain that one? There is no basis. There will never be a basis for it. Hallelujah. Too small to deal with. When people like you and I can deal with him, why would God bring himself so low to be fighting the devil? When me and you, and you, you that I'm looking at now, you that is looking at me now, me and you, we can deal with him. He has empowered us to deal with him. Why, why will we have to do that? We cannot be sort is that. The Bible says it was Michael and his angels that were fighting with the dragon. God fight with the devil. <laughs> Impossible, ladies and gentlemen. Revelations 20, let's look at another one, 27 to 10. Revelations 27 to 10. Don't let him exaggerate his ability. He cannot. God, God fight with the devil. We are. 
So they are, they are not close. Eh? They are not close. Hallelujah. 20, verse 7 to verse number 10. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now, when the thousand years had expired. Now, I hear a lot of people saying there will be a Armageddon. There is a Armageddon. And Armageddon and oh, Satan, after he has been released after the millennial rule, he's going to gather all nations. Everybody will come and they will want to fight against um, Christ and the church and his government in Jerusalem. <laughs> Brethren, and people think there was a war. There was no war. <laughs> there was no war. Read your Bible. Let me read it to you. Armageddon never happened. Armageddon, the enemy gathered, but when the King of Kings showed up, there was no fight. <laughs> there was no fight. Let us read your Bible. Then Revelation chapter 20 from verse 7. From verse 7 to verse number 10. Now, when the thousand years had expired, Satan will be released from his prison. And we go out to deceive the nations, which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the sea. They went up to the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Fire came. There was no war. The devil who deceived them will, was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the fourth prophet are and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever satan will be tormented he has been the tormentor but he's going to be tormented day and night forever and forever ha, let's say somebody say hallelujah to that that satan will be tormented so whenever he wants to come and say oh say oh bros you're already on that torment because satan had fallen satan is falling you will yet fall again Say, you somebody say hallelujah to the fact that Satan will be tormented day and night, day forever and forever. Are you saying hallelujah to that, to the glory of God? Praise be to Jesus. There was no fight. When they all gathered and they were putting all the horses, I can remember all the jets were flying. I don't know what technology would be at that time. The best of the best of the best of the armories of men were gathered and brother. God does. <laughs> How are the hidden rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. Brethren, when it seems as though you are encompassed about, when it seems as though Satan seems to have brought every army, don't look at the army. Look at the greatness of your God. God did not shift from heaven. This time he did not even send angels. God just commanded fire. Fire devote all of them. Now the person, he now make sure that the person that brought them together, Satan himself, see, when they gather against you and they all wear their braces, the Bible says they trust in chariots and in horses. Make sure your own trust is not in what you know. It's not in who you know. It's in the name of the Lord. They trust in chariots and horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous running. And they are saying, Hallelujah! Glory! I feel like preaching. <laughs> Woo! Oh, what a marvelous God. What a powerful God. He has done marvelous things for us. What a powerful God. What a wonderful. He's still to do mighty things in our lives. The things that are impossible, the things that money cannot buy, hey, are the things he has done for us, yeah. 
what your mama cannot do, what your papa cannot do. Jesus, we do it again and again. Hallelujah. Oh, what a marvelous God. What a powerful God. He has done marvelous things for us. On the cross of Calvary, what a wonderful God. What a marvelous He's still to do marvelous things for you. Sister, the things that are impossible, the things that money cannot buy, are the things he will keep doing for you. What your money cannot do, what connections cannot do, Jesus we do it again and again. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, look unto God, ladies and gentlemen. Behold the Lord, all ye nations, and be thou saved. Don't look at their gatherings. Don't look at their armor. If you look at their armor, you will faint. But brethren, at the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, mighty through God. To pull a pulling down our strongholds, casting down every imagination. And bring it to every subjection. Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of our God. Have a readiness to avenge all disobedience. When our obedience is complete, glory be to God. Woo! Hallelujah! Glory! Glory! There was no battle. They gathered. But God did not need to fight. He just commanded. He sent fire. Consumed everybody. God can take anything anytime. He can end anything anytime. He does, nobody questions him. He created it. He, do, he they are there to give him pleasure. He can take it anytime. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've told you before. Satan exists because God wants him to. That is all. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. The moment God doesn't want him to, at this point, that's the end of it. It cannot be negotiated. Satan cannot say, oh no, I'll continue to live. Are you listening to me? Glory be to God. Finally, Fear and intimidation is a, is a necessity for him to walk. That is what he walks with. First John chapter number four. Oh no, my time is gone. And we have not finished number. This is number four. I couldn't even get to number five today. Now, fear and intimidation is a, is a necessity for him to walk. God doesn't need to Sherubawa anybody. Hallelujah. Satan is the one they call Sherubawa because that's all he has. You know, a, a typical Yoruba man, I don't know, please forgive me all Yorubas that I'm mean, Yoruba to, but it's very typical. Yoruba men, Yoruba folks are very mouthy. They can tell you, I, when you get to Lagos and you see all those area boys there, they will tell you how, how they will finish you. They fight with their, their words. They, they don't have the strength to pull it through. But by the time they are done demonstrating and telling you, some of them will even pick a bottle and break the bottle and sometimes tear themselves. If you go give them just one punch, they will collapse. Just one punch. If you're able to tear through all their demonstration, that is what Satan is about, his brother. If you want to see Satan in action, go and look at area boys in Lagos. That's all their demonstration. Blah, blah. The guy is so weak. Alcohol has destroyed his liver. One punch to his liver, he will collapse. That's why you must not listen to him. Why? What he's saying is a lie. Hallelujah. Let's finish this up today. First John chapter 4, verse 18. The devil needs fear and intimidation to operate and do his work. Let's read that scripture. Then we will quickly run through. So number five will have to be next week. I can I thought I'll be able to take two today. I might not be able to do that. First John chapter number five. And chapter number four, rather, verse number 18. The Bible says, First John 4 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. Fear has torment. 
God, the devil torments through fear. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. He who fears, you have not entered in the perfection of God's love. Perfection of God's love will show you the revelation of what Jesus has done and who Jesus is. See, if your Jesus did what he did and is not alive, then we might be in trouble. But brethren, he's alive. He's alive forevermore. More alive than the devil that you have been hearing of. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Finally today, please, this is my own word to you. There's no controversy. No controversy. You know, when, let me share now, explain. You know, don't, so don't, don't forget the lies he said was that, you remember, try to buttress his point, like give you a point, a pointer to, and, and just to uh, make a truth of his life. He says, remember, I wanted to overthrow him in heaven. Now let's go to that scripture and next, let me look at that scripture with you. Chapter number 14 of um, Isaiah, where he says, ah, don't forget, I almost planned a coup in heaven. Brethren, it was not that. Mm -mm. Let's read the Bible. Chapter 14 of Isaiah, verse 12 to 14. How are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground? You who weakened the nation. For you said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. So it was not in heaven. I will exalt my throne. So he had a throne. Uh, above the stars of God. So there are stars of God. I will also sit, I will also sit. In other words, he needed a repositioning of his, so it, 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 now look at now, say, hold on, hold on, listen carefully here. He says, I will exalt my throne. In other words, he's not trying to take over someone's throne. He just wants his own throne to be close to someone else's throne. So he needed a relocation of his own throne. So it wasn't that he was going to sit on, say, I will exalt my throne. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Now, he didn't say he was going to exalt his throne above that of God. He didn't say he's going to exalt his throne to be equal to that of God. He, will, he can't. He will still cease to exist. He says, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Another day, I will tell you who the stars of God are. Um, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farther side of the north. I will ascend above um, the heights of the cloud. I will be like. That's why I wrote point number one. He wanted to be like the most high. He didn't say he was going to be the most high. So I said, be like is not be. So he was not trying to overthrow a government. He just wanted to share attributes and say, okay, if God is being worshipped, I should be worshipped. God is great. I want to be great too. He said, I will be like the most high. He can't be the most high. There is no like the most high. There is the most high. So he says, I'll be like the most high, but you cannot be the most high. It is not possible. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Then, see, they, you see in scripture that through, see, that's why deliverance is very good. Deliverance shows the superiority of the power of God over darkness. It's an open display, natural display in the realm of men of the superiority of the power of God over the power of darkness. They surrender of their evolution. If you are close in power, then you truly need to surrender. Anywhere Jesus went, if you read Mark 1, 23, 27, somebody came there in, in, in the synagogue. Jesus, the Bible says, the man who had the demon went to Jesus and said, hey, don't torment me. They know him. They were, they, Jesus did not go to them. They were the one that came to him. Remember the man at, um, of Gadara also. When the demon saw him, they ran to Jesus and bowed down. They worshiped. They must come of their own volition. They surrender of their own volition in the name of Jesus. Guess what? God must be obeyed. Present or not present. Remember Jude 1.9. Jude 1.9 says, um, Michael, 
when he was contending with the Satan was contending with him on the body of Moses, all he said, the Lord rebuke thee. So God wasn't there. God wasn't as it were present, but his, his agent was there. And whether present or not, that's why till today, even though you are not feeling God, but God is inside of you, the moment you mention the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Are you listening? He must bow. So whether present or not, they, they must bow. <laughs> there's no need for deliverance meeting for them for demons to be cast out we can we've cast a lot of time people sit next to me in buses when i used to evangelize in buses um they they demons cry out of their own accord nobody's praying sometimes i have to stop the sermon and in fact there was one case they had to stop the bus in maryland and i con i started conducting deliverance right down in the bus at the bus stop and a lot of people were getting delivered and free hallelujah glory be to god Praise the Lord. That day I remember the devil, the, the driver was lamenting. What kind of passenger is this? Because we wasted time. A lot of them, while I was casting that down, another one started shouting again. Another one shouted, shouting again. It was like five, six, seven people in, in the bus started manifesting. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is whether, whether God is there or not, God doesn't want the matter. God is in men and present or not, he must be obeyed. Um, David, Satan is not who he says he is because if you read Job chapter 2 verse 6 he needed permission for things so it's not, it's not what he makes you makes us believe, he exaggerates his ability that he can, you know he needed permission, he went to ask God God, can I, can, I, can you if you remove this he needed permission, hallelujah and don't forget he's been disgraced Colossians 2 14 to 15 disgraced publicly, hallelujah Again, guess what, his arrest warrant was executed by a regular Joe in other words, when it was time to throw him into the bottomless pit, to start the 1,000 years of millennial rule, he was a regular angel. Hallelujah. Let's read that as we close. Let's read that as we close. Please, if you have a comment, type it out now. I'm going to... <laughs> okay, so I like that. The only person is called Bragado. Yes, that's it. That's what the devil does, Bragado. He will tell you his pedigree, how he destroyed this person, how he destroyed that person. In fact, if I remember well in Nigeria, they will tell you, the last person I fought is still in the hospital. <laughs> that's how. And I don't wonder why you have not joined the Olympic team. <laughs> the last person you fought is in the hospital. We need boxers. <laughs> yeah, don't join your ability. You have so much knockout power. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 to 3. The arrest warrant of Satan, when Satan was to be arrested, was not by a senior officer, it was just, just a regular Jew, a regular angel. The Bible did not even tell us the name of the angel. Just say you take a chain and go on. Bible says chapter 20, verse 1 to 3, Revelation. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Satan could not fight off an ordinary devil that we don't know his name, because that one had authority from God to go and arrest the devil, put him in prison. Whether he's a corporal or a sergeant or a private, we don't know. But it was not any of the big shots. And they threw him and the devil could do nothing about it. Brethren, please, um, there are levels. Um, there's not even no basis for comparison with this. And guess what? This is the same Jesus living inside of you. Wanting to walk in you through you and do great things in your life. Hallelujah. So I want you to read out a comment. Hallelujah. Let me read out some comments. I'm done today. If you have questions, please be putting up your questions. 
keep, keep putting your questions together. Um, oh, I love this. The Shola says the word of God is so good. Chai, chai. Reminds me of somebody. Chai, chai. You people. Uh, <laughs> There is God, Chai. There is God. Hallelujah. Sing, mighty. <laughs> Hello, God bless you, Natalie. Hallelujah. Natalie has just been firing on the way. Sister Juliet Ogidon. Hallelujah. God bless you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Put something, put some comment. I'm very excited about the way you bring it home. God bless you. Hallelujah. Empty vessels make the most noise. Yes, oh, Sister Mudupe. Empty vessels. I don't know what's wrong with my um, Instagram now here. I seem not to be able to. Oh, okay. I can. It's back now. Um, all right. There you go. Praise the Lord. So every knee shall bow. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to the name of the Lord, mighty God, hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody had to write that. He says, Satan's head. Satan's head will suffer this night. Hallelujah, brethren. That is who you are. Your God is working in you, living in you. You are so anointed. Every to The totality of the ability of Christ when he was in the flesh. Is living inside of you right now. That's why he says, this works I do, you do also a greater work than this shall you do. God bless you. Until I come your way again next week, make sure you invite somebody and share this as much as you can. For those who couldn't stay up to watch it, please just share it and make sure um, they, they stop they say the devil is powerful. It is not scriptural anymore. Before Jesus' death and resurrection, you're correct. But now, now he is not. Absolutely, don't give him the credit he doesn't deserve. He is not. He is not. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Tochi. Um, God, Sister Ellen, God bless you, real good guys. Hallelujah. So we'll see again next week to the glory of God. It's every Tuesday. Yes, every Tuesday. It's 7 p.m. Central Time. Try and get as many people as you, you, you care about to join. And God will bless you. I will see you again next week. Hallelujah. Shalom.